The views and opinions expressed by guests on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the podcast, its host, or sponsors. If you would like to discuss the murder in your family on this podcast, please be sure to visit themurderinmyfamily.com for more information. You can support this podcast by visiting patreon.com forward slash the murder in my family. This episode may contain unsettling material or subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining me for episode 69 of the murder of my family. I'm your host, Mike Morford. In this episode, we'll be discussing the senseless and tragic murder of a kind and talented young college student whose goal in life was to become a doctor and help others. Sadly, random gang violence intervened. We'll get into this case after some quick housekeeping. Independent podcasts like this one depend on word of mouth to bring in new listeners. So if you find that you enjoy this podcast, please take a minute to rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to introduce a friend to the show and invite them to listen. With your help, the Murder of My Family can grow and reach a new audience. To learn more about the show or the cases we discuss, please visit themurdermyfamily.com. You can also find us on Twitter with the handle at MurderMyFam, or by searching for the Murder of My Family podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to support the show through a Patreon donation, it's always appreciated. And you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash the murder of my family. Benefits of supporting the show on Patreon include early access to ad-free episodes of the show, plus bonus content not heard in regular episodes. Support may also include thank you cards, stickers, and more. If you prefer to, you can also support the show through a PayPal donation by visiting paypal.me forward slash the murder of my family. In each episode, I'll give shout-outs to any new supporters. And thank you to all of the supporters that generously donate to help keep the show growing and improving. One more note before we get started. Please consider supporting any of the sponsors that you hear on The Murder of My Family, the way that those sponsors support the show. It's with our sponsors' support that this show can go on and continue to provide a platform to share these stories with you in every episode. Thank you. And now on with the show. Brianna LaFay Harps was born on September 18, 1999 in Georgia. She graduated from Fort Worth Wyatt High School in Texas in 2018. Brianna loved school and valued her education. She was highly intelligent and had big dreams for her future. In May 2019, 19-year-old Brianna had just completed the first year of pre-med classes at Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, Texas. She had plans to go to medical school after she graduated from Midwestern State. It was Brianna's dream to become a doctor and help people. On May 17, 2019, Brianna was headed to Atlanta to spend the summer with her father, but on her way, she stopped to visit her cousin at the Autumn Chase Apartments at 3500 South Riverside Drive in Fort Worth. At 10.45 p.m., Brianna and her cousin were standing in the parking lot talking when someone opened fire in their direction from the front of the complex. Both of them tried to escape the sudden gunshots. Luckily, Brianna's cousin was unharmed. Sadly, the same wasn't true of Brianna. She had been shot in the head. 
police were called, and an ambulance rushed Brianna to John Peter Smith Hospital, where she died a half hour after being shot. Her cousin, who was in shock after the gunfire, called for police, a car passing by, and someone randomly shooting into the apartment complex. Authorities immediately suspected that Brianna's murder was gang-related, but that she and her cousin weren't the intended targets. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The police theory was that a suspected Crip gang member opened fire in retaliation for a drive-by carried out by a blood gang member that happened a few days earlier. At the time of Brianna's murder, a decade-old gang feud had recently flared up in Fort Worth that left three people there dead in ten shootings, including Brianna. The rivalry between the Bloods and the Crips goes back nearly 50 years and began in south-central Los Angeles. Sadly, as in many areas of the country, gang violence is growing in the Fort Worth area, and all too often, it's innocent people caught in the crossfire that become victims of the violence. After learning of his daughter's murder, Brianna's father, Timothy Harps, was heartbroken and was tasked with telling the rest of his family that Brianna was gone. He hoped for swift justice in her death, but was disappointed that police didn't have much to work with. Timothy Harps personally offered a $2,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in the case, but no one came forward to collect it. During the week following Brianna's murder, police responded to several calls of shots being fired in the area. According to Fort Worth Police, the city has nearly 900 documented gang members, but only a dozen were suspected to be involved in the feud that led to Brianna's murder. This feud started in 2010 when a gang member from the Bloods allegedly shot a member of the Crips. Police interviewed several witnesses, but perhaps out of fear, many of them weren't willing to talk. Only a week before Brianna was gunned down, 36-year-old Derek Cobble, known as Glen Garden Hardhead, was shot in the parking lot of Two Live Club on East Belknap. In the days leading up to Brianna's murder, it seemed that the gangs were heavily active. On May 16th, a group of men shouted, On Blood! from an orange Dodge Caliber before opening fire on people at a convenience store in the 800 block of East Davis. No one was injured in the shooting, but it prompted the Crips to retaliate against the East Side Bloods. Following Brianna's murder, the gang activity and shootings didn't slow down. On May 21st, Tony Austin Jr., who was 28 years old, was shot and killed while outside Ace Auto Repair and Tire on East Berry Street. A 27-year-old man named Avery Lavara Coulter was arrested on suspicion of capital murder, even though he didn't fire the fatal shot. The charges eventually changed to deadly conduct, an unlawful possession of a firearm. Another man named DeMorian Allen, who was 26 years old, was arrested for involvement in the May 21st shooting. On May 31st, Federal authorities arrested Derek Cobble on a charge of a felon in possession of a firearm. He was held in federal custody. It's unknown who pulled the trigger and murdered 19-year-old Brianna, but it's safe to say that it ties directly to this activity. Local leaders like Reverend Tatum of New Mount Rose Missionary Baptist Church believe that gang violence can be eradicated, but it doesn't begin with the gang members themselves. It takes a community effort and help from the police. 
In June 2019, Reverend Tatum invited gang members to his church, and a few showed up for the June 2nd service, where they prayed with the congregation. Reverend Tatum's church also hosts leadership training and conflict resolution seminars for the community. He believes the change to a better and safer community is through the people. Meanwhile, authorities from the police department's gang unit are heavily involved in local schools with a gang intervention program, similar to the long-running D.A.R.E. program. Officers also visit places like the Boys and Girls Club and community centers, areas where children visit. They also hope to gain the community's trust so people will come forward with information to help solve cases. Tamanthi Harp said in 2019 that he had plans to move his other daughter and her young kids to Atlanta to get them away from the violence in Fort Worth. To date, there have been no arrests in the murder of Brianna LaFay Harps, and sadly, her family is left to wonder if they will ever get justice. I sat down to talk with Brianna's dad, Tamanthi, about his daughter's senseless death and her amazing life. That conversation is coming up in just a moment. Is there something that interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know there's been times when I wanted to go out and do something, but didn't make it because things I had on my mind kept me from doing what I wanted to do. If you find yourself in a similar situation, then BetterHelp Online Counseling just might be the right solution for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. And you can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours. This isn't self-help. It's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. And BetterHelp can assist you with so many things, from depression, stress, and anxiety, to family conflicts, sleep issues, and more. Anything you share is confidential. And while BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of The Murder of My Family, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash family. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Once again, go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash family, and you'll save 10% on your first month of BetterHelp. Hi, Tamanthi. It's good to have you here to talk about your daughter, Brianna's case with us on The Murder of My Family. Thank you. Thank you. I, I guess I, I first want to ask how you're doing. I know it's been a little over a year since your daughter was murdered. How have you personally been handling yourself after that? Uh, well, it's an everyday journey. Um, believe it or not, it still seemed like it happened yesterday. Uh, so it just, I just take, uh, every day, one, one day at a time and just try to uh, mentally manage it with, with my family. As a father myself, I can't imagine what you must've gone through. Um, how did you and your family get through this, this 15 months or so since, since it happened? Um, well, it's been very hard and, uh, definitely stressful on my family. Uh, of course, uh, my wife, 
pretty much haven't worked since it happened. And um, I just try to keep everybody going, try to keep uh, my other kids and Brianna siblings um, inspired and hopeful. And, um, and, and hopefully, uh, I think what I'm looking for is closures, not only for myself and, and Brianna, but for her siblings and, and the whole family. And that way, I, I just think that they'll be able to move forward somewhat. Uh, just uh, knowing that someone uh, is accountable for this uh, senseless act. So you think that if you were to get justice and get answers and, and find out who did this, that would help your entire family uh, in the long run? Uh, yes, it would. Yes, it would. And, and before we go into the details of, of the attack that took your daughter's life, can you tell us a little bit about Brianna herself and what she was like? Uh, I read that she was going to college and hoped to go to medical school. Um, so it sounds like she she had a, a lot planned out for herself. Uh, yes, she did. Brianna has always been a, a wonderful young lady. Um, she, uh, from elementary school all the way through high school, she always was volunteering in some kind of um, activity, of community function. Uh, she uh, loved to do stuff like feed the homeless uh, and just help people in general. And that was her goal. She had a passion for people. And her goal was to become a medical doctor. So, you know, not only could she uh, help people, but help them at a, a good price and, and just be able to give people service that, that's affordable. And, um, you know, it it just amazed me about her passion for the people and community. She just loved people in general. And that, that's what's sad. I, I mentioned a lot of the cases I do. There's a ripple effect that when someone's murdered, it, it changes the outcome for so many other people that, you know, people she might have one day helped as a doctor now won't get that help. Uh, it's just something that I, I don't think people um, fully comprehend all the time of, of what the effects are and how far reaching it is when something like this happens. Yes. 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 Yep. That is, that's definitely correct because, uh, I mean, her goal was to, uh, you know, travel, give out free service, uh, just be a traveling doctor just to give out service in wherever she could. And, and I would just say, mate, amaze and expire as a father. When you have a child who want to reach out to the world like this is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Especially because you know, when someone's younger, um, a lot of times they're thinking about themselves. It sounds like she was thinking about other people and what she could do to help others. Yes, that is correct. She, she would never focus on going out partying. She, I mean, as a, always, I can remember her being five or six years old. She always talked about helping people and that just has been her journey. Her whole life is to help people. And even, you know, since this happened, just her school, how people came to me and said that when they didn't have money and, and how she would give them money and, and give them money to eat in college. And, and I didn't even know anything about it till her, her colleagues uh, told me uh, during her funeral. So it, I was I was just inspired. So that kind of, hearing that kind of stuff make, makes you proud. Yes, it does. And and let's go back to to that tragic day uh, in May last year. Brianna was just nineteen. She's almost finished with her first year in college. She's 
visiting her cousin, hanging out. And they're minding their own business. They're not doing anything wrong, just sitting there. And, and it seems like a a fight erupted between uh, gang members. And I, I guess before they could react, bullets were flying. Um, and unfortunately, your daughter was struck and she was killed. How did you find out what happened and, and how did you process that? So I, um, I got the call from, um, from homicide, um, about, um, about 10 o'clock, um, on the, um, 17th, 10 o'clock that evening. And, uh, cause Brianna had just finished school and she was supposed to fly home, uh, that Saturday morning. And, uh, so I got the call and when they said homicide, I actually fell to my knees and I fell on the floor because I, I knew it was her because she was only, only one of my kids who was out. And, um, and then they, uh, they relayed the message to me and that, um, you know, she didn't make it. I, I can't, can't even imagine that. Um, and then I assume you had to break the news to your, the rest of your family. How do you even get the strength to, to do that? It, it, was one is probably the hardest things that I had to do because uh, uh, Brianna had a sibling who's uh, a couple years younger than her, and it was a countdown. They just did everything together, and it was a countdown for her to see Brianna because she was expecting Brianna the following day. And uh, when I told her, she she collapsed. She <laughs> it was just horrible. It's just been horrible. Uh, I think for any parent to find out that their child has died is just uh, something we don't happen. Our kids are supposed to outlive us. But this is worse because it's not a car accident. She wasn't sick. This was just a violent, uh, senseless, random crime that didn't need to happen. When you found out the details uh, that it was due to this senseless violence, did that make you angry? Did your sadness turn to anger at all for that? Uh, at first, it was just sadness. Then it, it turned to anger because um, uh, it was just so senseless. I mean, the whole time I lived in Fort Worth, I I just didn't incur these kind of issues. Uh, uh, my, I mean, I lived on Southwest Fort Worth, and my kids have always been able to go anywhere in, in on Southwest Fort Worth, and we just haven't had any issues. And it, 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 I mean, the anger grew. I'm, I'm angry today. Uh, it, it's a lot of anger built up. And, um, it's, uh, I, I see so many people, um, fight against the police these days. And that angers me as well because I just, so much stuff is senseless that go on today. And I, I think because of the way I lost my daughter, um, I just can't uh, defend anyone who try to inflict any kind of violence on anybody. Yeah, and and you, you bring up a good point because there's a lot of happening in the world today, a lot of stuff going on and a lot of um, arguing back and forth about what's right, what's not right. Um, but I think we can all agree that innocent lives being cut short by people that choose to do lawless stuff and and shoot in the middle of the streets is just something that we just can't have. Exactly. It, um, 
So it's um, just, um, I mean, when I hear anything about any games I cringe, uh, it, it really made me angry. I mean, I'm a business owner, uh, and I used to then own guns, and I, I just, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry, and I'm, I'm scared that when I'm out here somewhere, uh, I'll get caught up in the same thing that my own child got caught up in. So uh, it put fear in you. It put anger, sadness, I mean, just anxiety of uh of that since this crime have just changed my whole thinking and changed the whole life of, of my whole family mm-hmm. uh, i just uh you know i'm in a loss for, for words trying to think of another question because i just uh i can't imagine what you're going through is is gang activity this kind of thing is it common in that area i, I read a little bit that it seemed to have not been, then all of a sudden it seemed to have started up. What's what's the history there? And as long as you've been there, I I've never came across any gang activity the whole time I lived in Fort Worth, and so it, it was very shocking to me. Um, I heard it was there in the eighties before I arrived in Fort Worth, uh, but I just didn't hear anything that that was going on, and and just to. I mean, the same month that Brianna was murdered, it was so many shootings that month in Fort Worth. I would just, I would just, I mean, I just couldn't even think. Uh, it was, it was just, it's been horrible. When you first found out that she was dead and you had to break this to your family and then you had to cope with the aftermath and, and laying her to rest and everything, I, I assume you moved on to wanting to know, okay, who's did this? Did you talk to the police? Were they open with you? Did they share what information they could with you? Uh, they they was not open with me. Uh, I did not even hear it from, that it was gang-related. But not one time have the, have the police uh, let me know it was gang-related. And have they have police since talked to you at all? Have they been open at all with you about what they're doing to try and identify or catch the, the killer? Uh, no, sir. They have not been open with me uh, ever since uh, the funeral. Ever since uh, Brenner funeral, I have not heard from uh, the Fort Worth polices. Uh, I was calling them every single day, and uh, I think it, it came to the point where I was just agitating them. And Fort Worth was going through a lot of scandals with the police department. You know, the chief um, either was fired or stepped down or resigned, but it was a lot of stuff going on. And the, instead of telling me about my child, you know, the police was telling me about everything that they're going through, and I just didn't think that was fair. So it's almost like they were dismissing the the pain of you losing your daughter and telling you about the problems they were having, like they didn't want to deal with, with her. Exactly. And, and I just don't think I, – I personally think that um, – they just take it as another shooting in, in Fort Worth, another murder, uh, because not one time have uh, the police, detectives, uh, anyone called me and said, hey, Mr. Hartz, we, we're very sorry about what, what happened. We're still working on it. They have not contacted me uh, not one time. Wow. And as, as, a, as a parent, that's the last thing you want to hear from the, the police who are supposed to help you get answers and get justice for your daughter. Yes, I have. Uh, I have um, wrote wrote the police department without any response. I've left the detective, who I thought was on the case, uh, still no return calls. Uh, 
once Channel 46 called me and they interviewed me live, um, then a detective uh, reached out to my family uh, just to say that it wasn't any updates. But uh, then when I tried to call him back, I, I never have been able to reach him. I just get his voicemail. And um, so it, it is. It, it's very uh, discouraging that uh, a city like Fort Worth, which is to me is a beautiful city, uh, but the you know, I just don't think the leadership was there at the police department uh, to to solve this because it, it could have been. I think if they would have stayed on it, it could have been solved. And the other thing is, it's other people who were calling and emailing and Facebooking me about leads, and and I would shoot that over to the police, and they, you know, they they never re- responded to me. See that that makes me sad and angry that. You know, even if the police can't solve it, they should at least have the courtesy to call you and follow up with you and respond to you and say, look, we're working on it. I, you know, sorry, we haven't been able to solve it yet, but at least give you the respect of returning your call and, and letting you know that they hear you. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I talked to one of the detectives, he really act like I was uh, aggravating him and bugging him and he even told me I'm not the only one who, who lost a child. So it, it, it became very discouraging. And um, another thing is, you know, someone did reach out to me from Fort Worth and um, anonymous, and he was telling me that they was, you know, they actually knew who was involved. The police department knew, but they was actually trying to catch somebody else. So, I mean, I don't know how credible that was. And I, I did let the, detected on a voicemail what I was told, but I, again, I did not get a return call. And, and as far as witnesses or clues or, or possible leads or suspects or anything, do you know anything about what they do have to work with or something that might help catch Brianna's uh, killer? They, they have not contacted me about any leads. Um, the leads that I've, Given the police uh, is, is from people who've contacted me, uh, put out a, a reward. People have came forward with leads, but uh, the police uh, apparently didn't find anything credible because they have not contacted me. They haven't even said we we're looking at this. Uh, they have not communicated with me. Now, and Brenna was with her cousin uh, when this happened, and luckily, her cousin wasn't hurt. Could her cousin provide any additional details, a description, anything at all that might help um, solve the case one day? Um, no, and and when I talked to her, what she was saying is it just it happened so fast, and um, she seen Brianna went down, and she was trying to actually help Brianna, and um, so it's um, it just happened so fast. Um, but I mean, when I went there and I looked at the apartment complex and, and I seen different cameras, uh, but uh, the police said they were searching, but uh, to this day, I just haven't got no answers. I, they have not given me one answer. Just so frustrating. Have you, have you thought about hiring a private investigator or anything along those lines doing uh, another way since the police don't seem to be uh, taking it seriously? Yes. Uh, what I did is I took the step to communicate with the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. So I've been running uh, reward ads in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and I wanted to do this for a little while. 
and uh, and then yeah, I would definitely uh, reach out to uh, in some kind of investigator who can who's be willing to help. It's just, and you mentioned that this this kind of violence can just happen in a split second to where you're sitting there in a step one second shooting starts and then a couple seconds later your your life is over that's um uh, you know and again thankfully brianna's cousin wasn't hurt but brianna's not here and and it's something that we hear all the time in the news uh, has has that changed anything in your community has your has there been any kind of um, people standing up to that, calling that stuff out, or, or saying uh, enough of this stuff? Uh, in in the community that I am now, uh, there are different programs that that we use to, to fight gang. Uh, I personally work with young men to um, help them, um, you know, be positive. Uh, of course, uh, as a business owner, I'm able to employ a lot of young people, and that's what I've been doing. I reach out to parents who kids who uh, may be going through some kind of challenges or behavior issues. So uh, I have a center in uh, Atlanta that we definitely work with a lot of young people um, in. And of course, uh, we started the Brianna Harps Foundation and uh, we've been giving scholarships back to her school, which is Midwestern State there in Wichita. Uh, Texas, and uh, to help any deserving young ones uh, who need help with schooling, uh, we definitely do that on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, we we definitely do a lot of programs and do a lot of meetings with with young ones to try to uh, um, you know help young ones who actually reach out to gangs and who want to become gang members because I let them know that hey, um, it's you know, we, 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 we've lost too many innocent lives in, in the world and in these co- communities that uh, that shouldn't have happened from sexless gang violence. Uh, and if you can share those, uh, if you can send me some links for those different programs, uh, I'll be sure to put them in the show so people can find them uh, and learn about them. Okay. Um, and and I, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but... Has your daughter's death changed you or the way you view the world or view people overall? Uh, it, it somewhat have, uh, it, it have put anger, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm bitter and I have to admit I'm bitter and, uh, I'm, I'm more cautious than I, than I ever been in my life. I've always been, me and Brianna kind of shared the same personality. We very, we always been free will and passionate about people. And, um, so it's uh, yeah, it is kind of kind of sometimes I feel like I'm restrained because I'm cautious. I'm always looking up. I'm always checking my surroundings, and it's it's different. My life is different. Are you a person of faith? I am. Yeah. Has your has your faith helped you through this? Yeah, if it wasn't for my faith, and if if it wasn't for the strength that uh, the Almighty God has given me, I I wouldn't have survived this. If you could say anything to the person that fired that bullet that killed your daughter, what would you say to them if your voice could reach them? Uh, I, w- I would say uh, I would like for them to be uh, held accountable. Uh, I will offer my, my forgiveness. Uh, that way they don't have to live with this on their conscience. And it would help me. It would help my, my family. And even if they turn themselves in today, I would even give their family the the ten thousand dollar reward that I have out 
uh, for, for this. Has it gotten easier for you? Um, it's, again, it's just over a year to year and a few months since this happened. Have you seen, made strides forward of, of uh, um, finding peace? No, I, I haven't found any kind of peace. Um, there was times when this first happened, if it went for Dr. Pimmel medication, I, I couldn't sleep. And just the... Um, just uh, any noise would wake me up. I mean, um, it's it's been a journey. So I, I've had to go through counseling. My whole family is in, still in counseling to this day. And uh, so it's um, I, I just haven't found peace at all. And I think you mentioned earlier that hearing about an arrest, having someone that is held accountable, you think that would bring some peace to your family? It would bring it would bring closure. Um, and uh, it would bring closure to me and my my wife and my kids, and um, and you know, and and I'm I'm actually willing to forgive this person uh, because that, as a Christian I have to do that, uh, but it has to be accountability. Sure. What is it that you missed most about Brianna? Well, she was uh, one of my she was one of the kids who would call me on a regular basis. And, and pray with me <laughs> just to proud just how proud of she always told me how, how proud she was of me as, as a business owner and, and what we did we went out here and we we got into these communities and we we fed the homeless uh anybody if they needed help paying bills electric bill in the winter time we did this so we did this as a family and uh and she she led this if it was collecting hats and coats and this is what she did, and just just a beautiful smile. She was beautiful young lady, beautiful smile. Her 19 years of living, she never given me not one time. If she ever disagreed with me, I don't even know about it. Just just she she was my she was my life. She were. What would you like Brianna's legacy to be, or what would you like her to be remembered for? Her, her passion for people. She was never judgmental. Uh, if she was around anybody and she heard somebody being judgmental, anybody, she she would knock it down right then. Just very non-judgmental and just passionate. She don't care who it was, where they was from. She was just passionate about people. And she loved the diversity. And, and she always spoke to her siblings about diversity and her friends. She had a very diverse group of friends. She wanted to learn different cultures, different languages. Just just a wonderful young lady. Well, I, again, I my heart goes out to you as, as a parent myself. I couldn't imagine what you're going through, and, and I hope that you do find the person that did this so you can get, as you put, closure uh, so if it helps your family uh, and this person's held accountable, that would be great. And I, I thank you for coming on to share Brianna's story with us. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for joining me for this episode of The Murder of My Family. Please, if you have any information about the murder of Brianna LaFay Harps, you're asked to contact the Fort Worth Police Department Homicide Unit at 817-392-4330. As we wrap up this episode, I'd like to play a preview of a true crime podcast I think you'll really enjoy. It's called Malice. Be sure to give it a listen. We'll be back here soon with an all-new episode of The Murder of My Family. 
But before you go, remember that every murder victim means something to somebody. Hi, everyone. I'm Ariel Cooksey, host of Malice. When violent acts occur, we tend to think the predators are monsters. Surely no human could do such things. But if we're honest, only humans commit malicious crime. And if you're like me, you want to know why. To find out, join me at Malice, wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye.